Turn your Bibles to Luke, Luke chapter 19, Luke chapter 19, powerful piece of scripture. About, uh, oh, it must have been three or four months ago, I started studying this passage. In, in all of my years of ministry, I don't know that I've ever preached on Zacchaeus. I can't remember a sermon, but I started studying it and it just began to come alive to me. And so there was a Thursday night Bible study in Richmond where I was asked to go and teach. And so I kind of tried this out on them, you know. I thought I'd just give you for what I got. And, and it just resonated. And, and so I've been studying since then and saying, Lord, I believe you're putting this message in my heart. Because, you see, I don't believe we come to give a sermon. We come to give a message. I, I've got plenty of sermons. But I believe God has a message for us today. Yes, a message for us. So read with me Luke chapter 19. I'm going to read this story because it's got just some interesting pieces to it. And I've titled this Out of Place. And you'll, uh, you'll sort of put that in place in just a few moments. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house. Because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save what was lost. Lord, help me in the next few moments to unpack this story and its teaching for us today. In your name, amen and amen. February the 8th changed my life. This past February the 8th, I, uh, I discovered a few days before that that I had melanoma. It's not a good thing when you come home and your wife says, a dermatologist called and we have some bad news. You have a spot on the top of your head where they've done a biopsy. You have to have surgery. So on February the 8th, I went in and they took a place about an inch in diameter all the way down to the skull. My wife said they had to do it all the way down to the skull because I was so hard-headed. Uh, you got to find some humor somewhere in this stuff, you know. So they make this hole all the way down to the skull. Took some skin graft from my neck here. And for two weeks I wore a cotton ball, kind of like a man knot out of the top of my head. <laughs> I look pretty cool, actually, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I, they said, hey, we got it all. And that was, that was really good news. I was scared. 
I tell you, I was, I was afraid. I thought, well, maybe, I'm, maybe, I'm, maybe I don't have much runway left. But I got through it and I thought, well, this is, this is going to be good. I'd reach up there and I'd feel that hole, kind of like a one-finger bowling ball, you know, that you got on the top of your head. <laughs> there. But the skin was going back. So I'm, you know, I'd say, hey, I'm good. And uh, I had to go back to be checked monthly. When I went back in May, they said, uh, we see something we don't like. We got to take another biopsy. And on May the 29th, I went under the knife again. I was doubly scared this time. I have to tell you, I'd love to tell you I was all fired up and said, hey, this is going to be okay. But I thought, God, maybe this is, maybe, maybe my runway of life is going to be out. I don't know. Again, they went all the way down to the skull, took some skin off my neck and fixed it up and said, hey, we got it all this time. I've been going back to the doctor every month. I have to go again next month to be checked. As far as I know, I'm cancer-free, and I'm grateful for that this morning. I think I am. I'm grateful. But during that time, when the second surgery came, I said, Lord, whatever time I have left, however much runway you have left for me, every time I have a chance to preach, I'm going to preach as though it was maybe my last sermon. So maybe you're hearing my last sermon today. I don't know. But I want, to, I want to speak and preach and with passion and love and the word of God today as though this were the last time. And I said, Lord, every time I speak, no matter what the subject is, no matter where I am, I'm going to give an invitation. So I'm letting you know ahead of time, all right? I'm just kind of giving you a clue where we're going. I said, every time I speak. So with that, that's where I'm going today. I'm, I'm here, I believe, not only for the occasion that we're about today, but I'm, I'm here, I believe, in a sense of destiny for what God has put in my heart for this morning. So Jesus said he came to seek and to save people that were lost. What does it mean when something is lost? Simply, it's out of place. If something's lost, you say, it's out of place, I can't find it. It's, it's lost, I, I, need to, I need to go seek it out. That's the point of this story. Luke has a way of focusing on wealthy people in his, in his book. And he's also concerned about how we're going to take care of the poor. That's, that's a part of his reading. If you had, I mean, just prior to this, he's had the story of the rich man, the rich young ruler who went away sad when Jesus told him what he needed to do. But you know why I think he went away sad? Because he wasn't really looking for eternal life in the sense of wanting to be with Jesus the rest of his life. He was trying to find a way how he could live with his riches forever. And that's not the point of salvation. And Jesus saw through that and it says, this young man went away sad. Or you have the rich man of Lazarus in the book of Luke. Luke has this, this seems to have this penchant for talking about these kinds of things. So with that in mind, let's unpack the story. It says Jesus was going through Jericho. He was on his way to Jerusalem for the end of his life. And as he passes through Jericho, he comes with his reputation preceding him. As a matter of fact, Luke says in chapter 7 that Jesus was the friend of tax collectors and sinners. 
What a reputation they have. Jesus, the friend of sinners. Jesus, the person that cared cared about those who were on the margins of life. He cares about the woman at the well. He cares about the woman caught in adultery. Jesus said, I want to be the kind of person who doesn't see categories of people. He didn't see the Samaritans or he didn't see, quote, the tax collectors. He saw individuals. He saw individuals. What a model for us. And if you read the Gospels, an interesting study is just to go through them and find all the people that Jesus talked to on a one-to-one basis. He certainly had his opportunity to talk with the crowds, but he had a lot of one-on-one time. And furthermore, he says at the end of that story of the rich young ruler, it's easier for a camel to go to the Abedidal than for a rich person to be saved. And, and so the disciples say, well, who could be saved? And he says, hey, with, with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. So Zacchaeus must have known at some level that this person who had a reputation for being the friend of sinners and tax collectors was coming to town. And there were lots of Jewish people along the way there because they were making their way up to Jerusalem to be able to go to to this occasion with Jesus. Let's talk about Jericho for a moment. Hey, this, I've been there three times, four times. I've been to Jericho four times. It's a, if you, Jerusalem is up high, Jericho is down at the bottom. It's a, the story about this good Samaritan. It talks about a person being on their way to Jericho. It's all the place where the walls came down. It was a, it was a commerce city. It, it was a place that was, would have been ideal for a place like Zacchaeus to live. So Jericho is, uh, is famous for us. It's not like some obscure place. And in that town lived a man named Zacchaeus. Let's go to Zacchaeus for a few moments. Let's talk about his stature. I'm not going to call him short. Just not politically correct. He was vertically challenged. All right? So any of us that are larger than we ought to be, we're horizontally challenged. All right? Zacchaeus was... I don't know how tall he was, but it says he was vertically challenged. Zacchaeus was also curious because he, he makes such an effort to see who Jesus is. And, and what we also know about Zacchaeus is that, is that he finds his way up a sycamore tree, a tree that had strong limbs to it. I mean, can you imagine this guy who's hated I mean, he was literally hated by people in that town because he was not only a tax collector, he was the chief of tax collectors. And these people were not known to be honest. He, was, he had zero friends. But he says, hey, there's a man coming through town that's said to be a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Got his attention. So he climbs up the sycamore tree. And he's perched up there when Jesus comes through. And Jesus notices him. I asked him if they would sing that song today, Reckless Love. Because Jesus has a way of of chasing us down, doesn't he? He has a way of finding us. I don't know if Zacchaeus wanted Jesus to see him or not. I, I sort of like to believe that he may have been just kind of 
finding a spot where he could see him and check it out. But Jesus knew where he was. And he just said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find you, Zacchaeus. I don't even know how he knew his name. But Jesus knew his name. Incidentally, we had the person like Corey Asbury who wrote that song, Reckless Love. I heard that song for the first time here in April when I came down. And I went back to Richmond. I said, you gotta, got to sing this song. And we started singing it, and then Corey Asbury came on a Friday night and did a concert in Richmond. It was awesome to hear him sing it in person, that song, Reckless Love. So here's Zacchaeus. Hey, there's, that person is a friend, friend of mine down there. One of the only friends I got in life. And Jesus says, hey, come on down. I'm going to go to your house. You can almost see Zacchaeus getting on his phone. Hey, Mrs. Zacchaeus, guess who's coming to dinner? (laughs) Guess who's coming to dinner? And Jesus goes to his house. The story makes it sound like this was all happening in probably just a couple of hours. But it probably was at least a whole day or maybe even longer. And, And it says that Zacchaeus stood up. That tells me that he was either kneeling... He, or he was having some posture before Jesus in which he was presenting himself to Jesus. You're my friend. And he says, Jesus, if I have, whatever I have done, I'm going to give half of what I, all my money to poor people. I'm going to give it away. And anybody I've cheated, if I've cheated anyone, I'm going to give them four times what I've taken from them. I mean, what an amazing, what an amazing thing to do. Because here is grace and law together. Nobody told him he had to give away half his money, but the law said you have to at least give 20%, and now he's going to give the maximum, which is four times the money that he took away. Something happened to Zacchaeus, and I'm going to say to every person here this morning, Jesus knows where you are. He knows right where you are, and he knows exactly what you need. And when I think about Zacchaeus climbing a tree, would you expect a a small guy like that who's a businessman in town to be perched up in a sycamore tree? That's not where you'd expect to find him. Who normally would climb trees? Children, right? What did Jesus say? Except you become like little children. Except you become like little children. You can't have the kingdom of God. Maybe Zacchaeus was doing something he didn't even know he was doing at that moment. Becoming like a child. Jesus didn't say childish. He said become like children. And Zacchaeus in this moment has his life totally changed. And lost. He was out of place. Zacchaeus was totally out of place in life. He didn't belong in this place of cheating people and and making a life for himself and, and not caring about other people. That's not where he belonged. He was out of place. And Jesus wants to help put him back in place. Well, with that in mind, here's some takeaways. Here's some takeaways from the story. Number one. The plan of God is to get us back in place. No one is beyond redemption and repentance. That's what God's all about. From the Garden of Eden, 
when man was and man and woman were taken out of the garden since that time God has been all about trying to get God and man back together let me see if we can illustrate it this way this is not original with me but I love this illustration here it is here's what it's like us on the one side and God on the other and we do things to try to get to God things like uh, oh let's go we're going to say our prayers at night did you ever say the prayer now lay me down to sleep I pray the Lord my soul to keep if I should die before I wake I pray the Lord my soul to take so let's put up a there it is so that's, that's a good thing but it doesn't quite get us to God somebody else says uh, you know what I think I'll go to church man it's really a good thing I had good thinking about that church down there I think I'll go to church so let's put that up on the slide it's a good thing but it doesn't quite get us to God somebody else says you know I I think I'll go out and feed the poor good thing let's put that up on the slide but it doesn't quite get us to God none of those things are what get us to God they're all good things you and I cannot do anything to make us connect with God God has to do something God has to do something now I want to show you what God does let's go to the next slide here's what God does is that cool or is that cool that's the bridge that's the bridge to God God does something he shows us his love in Christ coming to the world and that's the bridge between God and man if you're here this morning and you've never said with your mouth I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins I believe that he was raised from the dead I believe that that's the bridge to God for me if you've never done that it can happen in your life today and you will be a changed person because God is about changing people the plan of God is to get us back to the place no one is beyond redemption no one is beyond God taking their life He's, if we're out of place God wants to get us back in place second takeaway today that I have for us the basis of my salvation is grace you can't do anything to earn this that's what the song says I didn't deserve it I didn't earn it but he took me in that's what grace is I can't earn this Zacchaeus didn't deserve this but Jesus wanted to put him back in place but the evidence of my salvation is change love always changes people love always changes people so I understand that the basis of my salvation is your grace but the evidence of my salvation is change our ministry to others may require boldness our ministry to others may require boldness it was pretty bold if Jesus said Lazarus come on down come on down I'm going to your house God may want some of us in this room to take a bold step to help someone else God can give us natural and supernatural insights so we can know how to help people and now I want to drill into something with you as a next to the last takeaway what is still in place in your new life that you brought from your old life
what is still in place in your life your new life in Christ I'm talking now to believers that you brought from your old life the reason I know about this is that when I was a senior in high school I wasn't a follower of Jesus but I, mean, I knew about God and so forth but I, I stole a dictionary 6th grade 6th period of the day not 6th grade I was in the 12th grade it's the 6th class of the day last one and I didn't have a dictionary Miss Blackburn was the teacher so I used this dictionary and I thought I, don't, I need this dictionary at home that's where I really need it so I stuck it in my books and I took the dictionary home the next day Miss Blackburn was saying hey we're missing the dictionary and I did my best to help her find it I mean, you know how it is. You just, you, I mean, I, I, was, I was guilty as sin. I mean, I was guilty. And I'm, Ms. Black, I said, that's awful, Ms. Blackburn. Somebody take that dictionary. And she thought, Bobby, you're so good trying to help me find this dictionary. And I mean, I was kind of like, she, I, was, I thought, hey, I, I did pretty good. I graduated from high school. And that, that fall, I committed my life to Jesus. Grace came into my life. And I felt called to the ministry. So I went away to Bible school to study with my stolen dictionary. <laughs> and I can I remember being in that room and I'm studying for the ministry. Every time I open that stupid dictionary, I mean stamped right at the front of it, property of Robert E. Lee High School, Jacksonville, Florida. And, and a person came through and was preaching and saying, hey, if there's anything in your life you need to get straightened out, it, it you know, things you need to change. Maybe God could help you. Maybe carrying stuff you shouldn't. And I said, man, you're talking to me, God. And I drove 350 miles, not just on a special trip, but when I was coming down from Georgia, down through Jacksonville, I took that dictionary. I remember walking into Macduff Avenue, walking down the hallway of Robert Lee High School to room 106. And I found Miss Blackburn. Listen, Miss Blackburn, number couple years ago when the dictionary was missing so I, I stole it and I want you to know I've given my life to Christ and, and this dictionary is probably not going to keep me out of heaven but it will give me a lot of peace to give it back to you but this thing is like like the plague <laughs> and I gave her the dictionary back and she hugged me and she said you'll make a good minister Bob <laughs> I'll never forget that day I'll never forget it. Maybe you, uh, you have some things in your life that you need to uncover today. We're going to give, in just a few moments, open these altars. If you need to uncover something for God, and then if you need to do something about it, after you leave here today, go and do it. We're going to open these altars in just a little bit because there are people here that say, I'm out of place. I've, I've never committed my life to Jesus. And he's made this bridge for me. And I want to take advantage of it. And I want you to act now. I want you to do it now as we come to our, our close here. In his great novel, The Robe, Lloyd Douglas uses the story of Zacchaeus to describe the liberating impact which Jesus makes on us. After Zacchaeus promises to give away half his money, Douglas has Jesus and Zach ask the question. Jesus says, 
what led you to do that? And Zach answers, Master, when I looked into your eyes, I saw mirrored there the Zacchaeus I was intended to be. That's exactly what salvation does for us. It sets us free to be the people whom God originally intended us to be. Let me ask you in closing, what are you hiding today? What's keeping you from becoming the person God wants you to be? What's holding you back from committing your life to Jesus? He's looking for you. It may not be in a sycamore tree, but he wants you to put you back in place so that he can look in your eyes and say, that's the person you were intended to be. Are you out of place today? God wants to put you back in place at this moment. That's exactly what he wants to do. And if you're already a believer and there's some things you've brought with you, why don't you say, Lord, that's out of place in my life. I'm giving it to you. In Jesus' name. Would you stand with me, please? Everybody standing across this building. I told you at the beginning that I was going to give an invitation because I didn't want to surprise you. I'm, I feel like I'm on a mandate here from God. I feel like I'm a person of destiny here today just for some of you. For you to get back in place, first of all. You're not being the person God wants you to be if you're not saved. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, at that moment you get connected to God. If you say, I believe you're raised from the dead, forgive me of my sins. Boom, at that moment you get back in place. And if you're here today and you're saying, I've, I've still got some things from the old life that, that I just need to, I need to get rid of. Jesus said to Lazarus, get the grave clothes off of him he was alive but he needed to get rid of some grave clothes maybe you need to get rid of some grave clothes today be the person God's called you to be how many in this room with our heads bowed you'll say just right now either either there's something out of place in my life or I'm, I'm not in place because I'm not a believer if either, either one of those questions you need to answer yes to at this moment and I, I'm not expecting everybody here to raise their hand. But I know some of you need to say, today, today I'm going to get my life in place with God. Or secondly, I'm going to get some things in place in my life that, that need to be there for God to use me the way he wants me to. If that's, your, if that's you right now, the first thing I want you to do is to acknowledge it by simply raising your hand and saying that's me and I'm saying a prayer right where I am now would you just lift your hand all across this building yeah God bless you and you and you yeah how many hands going up I can't see in the balcony but I'm some of you are I'm sure the same thing Jesus thank you thank you for people that want their life to be what you've called them to be they're out of place they're not really they don't really belong to you so help them today to, to come to you to get in place and Lord those folks here that have brought things from the old life, help them to say today, Lord, I'm, I'm getting rid of that in Jesus' name. The worship team is in place now. They're going to begin to just softly play, play uh, for us. I'm going to open these altars. I'd love to pray with you. Here's the way we do it. Zacchaeus wasn't afraid to climb up a tree and, and be like a child. 
I'm going to ask you to get out of the place where you're standing and come and make yourself available to God to do in your life whatever he needs to do in the next few moments. This will be life-changing for you, whether you're coming to Christ for the first time or whether you're coming and saying, Lord, I, there's some things I need to deal with. I want you to get out of the place where you're standing and just start coming. Just start coming and stand here with me in Jesus' name. God, I believe in you and trust you now. Just, just come on in the name of the Lord. That's right. And just come in Jesus' name as we stand here. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. Just, just let the Spirit lead you. We'll, we'll never manipulate you because that's for my benefit. We want to motivate you. That's for your good. Yeah, that's right. There's a, there's a lot of people that need to, you need, you need God just to work in your life. Just come on. That's right. Come on. Come on in Jesus' name. And as you come, I want our starting point people and some staff people to come and, and pray with these folks who come. This is, this is absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I, this, is, this all started last Sunday for some of you where you raised your hand. And today, you just need to, you need to take another step. You need to take another step. Starting point people, would you come on? And, and, and staff people, would you come and put your hand on somebody's shoulder here? In the name of Jesus. Oh, this is absolutely beautiful. This is absolutely beautiful. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I want those of you who are coming today and... And you're committing your life to Christ. The person that's standing with you to just to lead you to prayer that would go something like this. Jesus, I know that you're the bridge to God for me. I accept Christ into my life now, believing all my sins are forgiven. I receive grace. And I know my life is being changed. And I thank you now, oh God. That's a beautiful moment. And I want to say welcome to the family of God. Welcome to the family of God if you just prayed that prayer. Let's give the Lord a clap offer. Yeah. Welcome to the family of God. Welcome to God's family. And those of you who are saying, I'm, I'm uncovering something today because it's out of place in my life. And Lord, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you now. Lord, I thank you. I thank you now for what you're doing in people's lives, the deep work of the Spirit of God in and through us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want you to just take a few moments around these altars, this altar, to just open up to God, tell Him what's in your heart. Tell Him what's in your heart. And if you're here today and maybe you're just visiting with us or you're a, you're a regular tender, you need to slip on out, you can... You can do that if you'll do it quietly while these folks are, are just talking to God about their lives. That's the Lord. People look at people hugging each other down here. People trusting God. Life-changing things are going on at this altar. Life-changing things are going on at this altar. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for changing lives today. We give you thanks, oh God. We give you thanks, oh God. In Jesus' name. Those of you who are starting point folks, if you'll make yourself known, and and then um, there's a, there's a room out here, right, uh, Anthony? And there's a room. They, they'll go, and, and John, they go straight down. If you follow these guys here, if you're if you're coming for the first time, follow them. Go to the starting point room, trusting and believing God for your new life. They'll they'll just fall right down the aisle there, and over to the left is a room. They'd like to ch chat with you for just a few moments. And I want you to turn to somebody before you leave and say, like, we'll get through this. We'll get through this in Jesus' name. 
in the name of the Lord. Amen and amen. God be with you. Thank you, Lord.